What's up, K-pop cast listeners? This is a not safe for work episode of the K-pop cast. It's got a lot of explicit Nuna thirst in this episode. Keep that in mind if you've got kids listening in the background. I hope that this can be some very fun escapism during this time of the COVID-19 quarantine. Um, this episode was recorded just before the drop of the Black Swan music video, and a lot of this episode was edited and condensed for content and length. Uh, but with that all being said, let's dive right in. Hey, hey, it's the BTS episode of the K-pop cast, the long-awaited, much-anticipated episode about On and Map of the Soul 7. Welcome armies near and far all across the world as we discuss the title track of the new album. I am your K-pop host Stephanie on the West Coast, and I am joined by our resident DJ Pilo. Hello, everybody. It's DJ Pilo. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got our lovely PD Neem, Michaela, in the house. Uh, everybody, hello. <laughs> oh, switching it up there. And welcoming a very, very special guest. We've got Virginia, aka Mandarin Mama. She is Woo! a writer. And she has a podcast called the Nuna Army Podcast. Why have I not been listening to this? I am oh. a Nuna Army. <laughs> oh my gosh, where have you been all my life? Well, it's a, it's new. Hello, everyone. I've only I only have like eleven episodes, so I've only started. So I'm. That's a lot. Is yeah. It? Okay. okay. I just started. I think beginning of this year most people so. don't get past one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> by the way, uh, Virginia here is. Uh, highly recommended by the redditors over at r slash bongtan who kept oh, saying yeah, like yeah. oh you should bring this person on I'm like okay <laughs> and then <laughs> I started reading your coverage and I was like oh yeah we should bring this person on oh thank you well there you have it folks we've got a highly sought after booked and busy podcast guest Virginia and we are so blessed to have her in the studio today. Thank you for being here. Oh, I'm super excited. So thank you for having me. All right, everybody, we're about to dive in to a hearty discussion about BTS on letting you know if this song is Taebok or not. But before we dive into that, first our hit replays. Hit replays are songs we recommend y'all listen to on replay for the week. This week is special. We'll be talking about songs off the Map of the Soul 7 album because naturally it's what we're all listening to anyway. Woo! Yeah, so Black Swan, guys, like that song. Yes. Both the music video version and the uh, album version are mm. two different songs. Work One has art. the orchestra, the acoustic sounds, and another has like a trap beat. And naturally, as your go-to army K-pop DJ, <laughs> I had to take the orchestral version and then layer on the trap percussion. So that is oh. my hit replay All right. uh, nice. for this week. It, it captures the feeling of the, the two deaths referred to in the uh, concept, so... I emotionally relate to it And of all the songs on this album Sorry, spoilers uh, This is the one <laughs> that gives me goosebumps <laughs> That's awesome
uh, mine are UG and Louder Than Bombs. UG. Um, <laughs> uh, because I, I swear, like, prior to this, I, like, Outro Tears is my favorite, but UG might unseat her. And it's so much swag and, like, BDE, like, out the the yin yang and it's B- B- bde what's that uh like just big dick energy just <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually we we like to refer to that as big park energy just like j park mm-hmm. oh. big park energy. <laughs> no no we don't no one no one does that here <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not a, i i recognize that j park's like instrumental but uh, yeah <laughs> Mm. He, he can well, be how about big park energy as in big Jim and Park energy? Yes, because he's part of BD. Because <laughs> he's part of the BD, the you know BDL and the DSL. So that's a big park. Line. Well then, <laughs> you know, I like it. There's yeah, lots. There's to lots. Put you on the spot. <laughs> so yeah, I, I really like the swag in it, and uh, it's just you know. And then louder than bombs, which prior to li- prior to knowing that the lyrics were about wanting to like, the lyrics are deep, but the song just sounds like sex, and I'm just like I'm here for it. Oh. So, so yeah, Is like that. that what it's yeah, about? listen to that yeah. again. Yeah. Oh my god, the first like like on my reaction video, it's just me like just exploding on the screen. <laughs> well, okay. Well then. Just like, we, oh. we have a few things to listen yeah, to after this. It's uh, it's it's fantastic. I highly recommend. Mm. <laughs> All right then. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, the lyrics so, aren't sexy. The lyrics aren't sexy, but like... Yeah, I didn't think so. No, but the, the sound, if you don't understand Korean, you're like, this is a fucking shit. All right. <laughs> so. Love it. <laughs> Yeah, how about you, Stephanie? What's making you hit replay? I, too, Pilo, have had Black Swan on repeat since it came out. I just think it's so impressive and so perfect for this time in their career. Mm. Um, But speaking of time, my second favorite track on the album is My Time (laughs) by Baby Jungkook. Mm. Because, like, from the... From the jump, his voice is just doing all kinds of things and making you want to just wind and roll and all of that. Um, He's so talented. I love his English and his swagger in this song. It's Mm. like an R&B, like, knock out of the park. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, Jungkook, like, of, like, RM might be the English translator of the group. But for some reason, Jungkook's English enunciation is like so perfect like i live for his uh acapella i live he's improved (laughs) so much yes yeah he was not always that good no (laughs) well j-hope's english i feel is like really good when he speaks it too so like true
in a very different way though. J Hope, I love how like raspy, like you know, attitude and he get yeah. his mood that he gets in his rap. But <laughs> enough of that, Michaela. Mm-hmm. What's your hit replay? Uh, my hit replay for this album is the intro, Persona, because <laughs> even though it was on wait the, what, Yo. even though it technically was part of the we- map of the soul Persona, it is on this album, and it's my hit replay for reasons just because it has RM. <laughs> <laughs> Valid. I don't think I, I need any other reasons. Mm. I mean, it's a good reason. I feel that's an excellent reason. Okay. Okay. Why not? That's it for this week's hit replays, BTS edition. Uh, let's <laughs> move on to our Daybok or not for BTS. Opposite of no. Mm. <laughs> Seven years. Jumping right in with a theory. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of, of a theory, yes. man, you guys, like, theory crafting became a thing in K pop because of BTS. <laughs> and um, I just wanted to stop and pause and take a big step back and, like, look at all of this. And yeah. how much should we continue to feed this machine? I think I, I had, <laughs> like, I met I met my idol in a way that I realized, oh, it maybe wasn't as great as I initially thought when I saw that <laughs> Blood, Sweat, Tears was, like, a direct ripoff of Black Swan, the Natalie Portman mm. film. And it's like, oh, actually, maybe there's not <laughs> as much symbolism and meaning and metaphors there as originally thought because you can actually see one-to-one pairing and mapping of exactly each symbol that they pulled from that film. Mm-hmm. As I was watching the behind-the-scenes music video for On, mm-hmm. it was V who was saying like, oh, you know, you armies, I can't wait to see what theories you guys come up with. And <laughs> it, it's like, <laughs> come on, how much of this is like a marketing ploy to get people to like come up with theories and it's 100% a marketing ploy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, from a, a YouTube perspective, <laughs> it's it's brilliant. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a whole cottage industry built around just, like, talking about theories of BTS, reacting mm. to other people's theories of BTS, and interpretive dancing to... The- okay, maybe that's not... <laughs> maybe that's not there yet. But interpretive reaction. No, like, so, so much content, so much engagement, engaging yeah. people's intellect and their emotions. Uh, it's, it's a brilliant play yeah it reminds me back in like 10th grade high school english i just remember being like why the hell do we have to have all the symbolism can't we just have a good story (laughs) where people just say what they mean cosine cosine (laughs) d minus yeah okay okay anyway it it does remind so what'd you get on the sat peter uh, (laughs) (laughs) no comment no comment Uh, (laughs) but it does remind me of death of the author by roland barthes if i'm pronouncing that that name correctly and roland uh, argues that only what people read and interpret becomes reality Mm. So it Mm. is that subjective perception that is reality rather than the objective art in itself. And I Mm -hmm. I think we're at that stage with BTS Mm. where you look at this and whatever the hell you come up with, that's the reality. 
doesn't matter if that's what the directors or, or writers were coming up with. Like, that's besides the point. It's up to us three crafters to decide what the reality is of this song. <laughs> well, no, because I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, BTS has this this whole theory explosion started in, in 2015, really. So in order for them to keep this going, they really having it as open as possible and for people to interpret multiple, multiple different things and be able to apply, you know, their version to each story really helps them actually keep this going for as long as they've been able to do it. So it's no secret. And we've heard from many others in the army and uh, K-pop community that this mm-hmm. is a reflection of Carl Jung's map of the soul. Um, Specifically, so, Mi- yeah. Michaela, like, do you want to give us a quick rundown of like Cliff Notes <laughs> version? Like, yeah. lots of other podcasts and other places we can go to learn like the deep dive, like textbook. But mm-hmm. we we just want the TLDR version. Like, what what should we know <laughs> about this yeah. concept? Yeah. Disclaimer again: I am not a philosophy <laughs> expert. Psychology. Most of my, yeah. Philosophy, psychology. I most of my my breakdown specifically comes from a podcast called Speaking of Jung. They did a, a multiple part series specifically about analyzing uh, this album from the perspective of like Jungian concepts. So if you really want like a really, really, really in-depth explanation of these concepts, definitely go check that out. Um, but generally, when we're talking about what Jung has to say about the self, his theory of self, I like the the analogy that he comes up with is you are like a house so your shadow is the basement the persona is the main floor and then your ego or your ego is the uh, attic or like the roof so the basement is something it's like uh, the deep dark place where you hide all the stuff that you don't want people to see a la like parasite (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, it's kind of Fantastic. like you're unconscious all those all those super visceral feelings that are still a part of you but aren't necessarily something that you want to show people and then your persona being you know like the main floor like it's oh it's your your dining room your kitchen the place that you show other people you know it's part of you but it's not necessarily who you are because it's the face that you show other people so that can change depending on who you're showing it to and then your ego is your eye. So that's why it's referred to as kind of the the, ad, the the attic or like the roof because it's something that you show people, but it's also kind of the truest you. And in general, we have this concept of ego being negative because it's, it's like, oh, somebody has a big ego. But ego is actually something that's very neutral. Like specifically, it comes from Latin. It's like the most you... I that there is so it's your your consciousness mm-hmm. the inner self mm. um, yeah the inner self yeah. yeah and then they all relate to each other in like super complicated ways again there's a lot of other places where you can find <laughs> a much much deeper dive into this but that's the general concept of what we're talking about when we're talking about a shadow a persona and an ego so so I totally agree with Pilo like I loved English I was like totally those English nerds and I'm a writer so I and I read a lot of fiction but I'm I hate things that make me like examine symbolism and like (laughs) um, I I despise Mm. it I used to love it I used to love it when I was like in my college years um, like very pre- kind of pretentious, <laughs> like oh, this is. But <laughs> but now I'm just like you know what? That's cool. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it. I think it's interesting, mm-hmm. and I'll like 
I'll consume that content but promptly forget it because to me <laughs> what's important about the map of the soul is how mm -hmm. to in, it how, is how to integrate yourself as a person because we all have identity issues um, you know like I'm I'm an Asian American woman who's a mom and you know a wife and like but I also want to be my own person so like that's how mm -hmm. I try to understand BTS's like map of the soul in terms of like identity, how, how to integrate all these parts about you. Like I totally had like a, I wanted to burn my life down like two years ago. <laughs> so oh no. It, like I totally had like a stereotypical midlife crisis. Um, but like, so, so what I find interesting about this, the map mm -hmm. of the soul is about how they became, how they struggled with their identities about being like hip underground hip hop and then being told they're not idols and, or they are idols, or how are they artists? And then how they integrate it into their, like as actual people so i find it more interesting less in terms of theory like i'm sure the theory applies but i yeah. Yeah, i find it interesting in terms of how it applies to your real life because you know i'm i'm old now like so i'm 41 <laughs> and you know what theories are cool but that doesn't help uh, me 41 the new 31 oh, sure sure we'll, we'll go with that <laughs> <laughs> but uh but you know like it just it it if it doesn't affect my life in a good way then i don't like theories are cool but i just want to see how it how I can apply it as a person. Yeah. Mm. So that's that's what I get out of it more. It's a pragmatic army. Yes, Love it. I am ruthlessly pragmatic. <laughs> all for she that. She ain't got time. Yeah. She ain't got time. Yeah, nobody's yeah. got time. Especially with kids and all their adulting right. responsibilities. I, I just, I just visually, I feel like it's very exciting to me to see like a kind of post-apocalyptic dystopian world where it's led mm. by Asian men. Where it's like mm, there, yeah. where, yeah, where yeah. there's where there's actual people of color, where they right? you know like I was like oh speak oh, on it oh we exist oh thanks you know so like <laughs> oh wow, thanks to uh, so I really and you know I'll help. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay, there it is. I volunteer. Right, this tribute. You know, I, I I have proven fertility. I have four children, so you know. Wow. Uh, She's first in life. That's right. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Get on the arc. Let's, let's move along, guys. Uh, before we get too distracted <laughs> here, um, the dancing, the choreography. I, I guess we, we yeah. were delighted with multiple videos of on. Um, mm -hmm. But I gotta say, when it comes to the dancing itself, I was admittedly a little disappointed of the what do you call it, the primary, or what do you call it, the. Uh, Oh, the perform the kinetic, the yeah, dance? the kinetic, the dance. one that they filmed in the LA River. Yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> the dance practice video, the one that wasn't like as professionally shot. That one looked uh -huh. better because you could actually see oh. and appreciate all the very intense formation changes mm, the from formation all the backup changes. dancers, and also like I. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one who like cares about this, but I gotta say, like whoever mm -hmm. did the outfitting for uh, that performance video, like they need to be fired. Like, I mean, honestly, like you're you're working for Wait, Big what? Hit, you're working Wait, for where? Bangtan, right? Army demand the best, and for mm -hmm. BTS to be visually blend in with all the backup dancers, like it's hard to t and with the backdrop, mm -hmm. it's like. I couldn't see or appreciate the idols, the stars themselves. Um, oh, interestingly, really? when you watch the dance practice video, it's them and they're like sloppy, casual 
outfits that are more colorful mm -hmm. and more contrasted with all the backup dancers. And it made me, um, even with somewhat professional dance training, like to better appreciate, oh, this is what makes this dance, this performance better. But seeing it from that vantage, I can see how even untrained eyes would really appreciate the, the technical finesse, both, both by the idols oh. and the backup dancers. Lastly, the backup dancers, um, and I'm forgetting the name of the dance crew. I should totally remember them. the lab, the lab, the lab. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. What was awesome Ooh. about them is that they were shouting, they were chanting while they were yeah. dancing. It was like the, the super hype. Yeah, and that gave me goosebumps. Uh, just like I got goosebumps in Black Swan. Like that was dope. Did you see the yeah. um, Jimmy Fallon version? Yeah, because yeah. you because that they were version, super hype in that too. You could yeah, they were super hype, but then also you could see all the scene changes because it's yeah. So you can see all the like BTS members run to the back prepping and all that stuff. Yeah. So that's yep. that's actually I found like a more interesting behind the scenes, even though it wasn't technically behind the scenes. And can we just say that was such a power move <laughs> to yeah! block out Grand Central Station? Are you kidding me? No, they me? can't. I mean, this is BTS we're talking about. I yeah. I, I don't know why I forgot, but like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've been reminded. Um, I appreciated one aspect of the fashion that I. <laughs> Sorry. I think my to go back to the female thirst for a second. It's some of the members were sporting those tank tops where the arm, <laughs> the sleeves are actually just gaping holes that show the entire side of the body. Mm. Side boob. Side boob. Side boob. Nipple. <laughs> like abs. The abs. Shoulders. The biceps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many muscles can you name? Like they were all on display, and I appreciate that fashion choice. Yes, and and then the fact that I mean, I guess the only complaint is that these five thousand dollar pants split on Jimin. Oh but right. But is that <laughs> really oh. ripped his pants during filming? Is that really a complaint? I mean, uh, I feel like I, mean, I feel like that's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> feature, not a bug. Hey, tech jokes. Yeah. Um, this comeback was accompanied by another documentary, a commentary music film mm -hmm. uh, with the Echo Bar recording studio. It showed a lot of behind the scenes of what went into the production of the music of the song itself. Yeah. As one of the interviewees was saying and I agree with him, I love that they make very deliberate effort to incorporate acoustic sampling from mm -hmm. the brass, the marching bands, mm -hmm. and they blend that with your very typical pop production style, which is mm -hmm. almost all digital nowadays. So that was really yeah, refreshing yeah. to see and hear. And you hear that blend most pronounced in the bridge of this song during the dance break. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I really enjoyed the, uh, what is it, documentary, commentary, yeah. film. Um, I mean, both my parents went to UCLA. Bruins. I grew up, in UC I grew, I, I grew up on the West Side. Hey, <laughs> that's right. Bruin Pride. And so the UCLA marching band was featured um, on the track and they were the main speakers in this video. BTS was shown very few times, mm -hmm. I think. And, and it was like, really special for me to see, um, you know, so many African-Americans, yeah. like yes. black, the gospel black choir featured, mm -hmm. celebrated. They were asked about their, their opinions and their expertise on, on not just BTS, but music in general. And so I, I really thought um, to, to say it again, this was an example of cultural appreciation, yeah. not 
appropriation mm-hmm. and really showing respect to the the folks that invented these styles yeah. and um yeah. yeah and that's that's definitely something that has led to i think why bts has gotten so popular in the states is mm-hmm. even initially i mean there are there are amazing amazingly talented session musicians in korea amazingly talented choirs but when they approached this project and like we want this kind of sound mm-hmm. they knew that we have there's the only way you're going to get a true representation of that culture is if you go to the people that it actually comes from yeah and we we see that a lot with their projects like i mean yeah you can probably get a similar sound if you were to use a korean musician but there there is definitely something to showing that they're they're not just treating this as a concept they are mm-hmm. respecting the culture and yeah. respecting you know where it comes from and the history and the people that it comes yeah, from. Yeah, but you know, I I would kind of counter and say that it's kind of obvious when someone is copying, like when they're not pulling from original yeah. source material. So, I mean, that was smart that they did that. Um, something that was... But they didn't have to. They didn't have to. Right, right, yeah. Another nice thing or very unique quirk to this is that we often forget it as Western Americans, but marching band music is a distinctly American thing. Um, (laughs) So to hear that in a K-pop music video comeback song, of all Mm -hmm. things, that that was sort of, whoa, yeah, I guess that's the thing. Like, that is something that's different um, for the genre and something that's different Americana. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've seen much uh, American marching band theme concepts uh, except for after yes. school bang. oh yeah well, uh, <laughs> actually that's something that one of, yeah, one of our JC listeners JC Shazay had a song with marching band that some girls dance with women uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, it's definitely been okay. more of a trend recently like if you think about I want to I bring up another group but also 80s with their their last uh, release, what was Did it? They One, do. They had it was marching kind of like, band in the audio though. It was in the music video, but it wasn't oh, necessarily something that was it's represented. A visual, in the yeah, audio they, they had right. the they have plenty of visual of, of that. Yeah. yeah, so you definitely see marching band kind of being a, a, a trendier concept now in Korea. Hmm. Hmm. So it's nice that we have a good representation of people actually, not just you know taking it for the visual but also taking it putting on the the costume but it's also really cool because they didn't actually have to they could have used the gospel vocals they could have used the Mm -hmm. marching band and never mentioned it yeah and instead we and instead we get an 18 and a half video featuring you know Mm. people of color and just being very I feel respectful and I think like they learned, hearing from them yeah. having their name on screen yeah. promoting them and even the the recording studio the, yeah the Echo Bar for, they, they for Dark with and them. Wild right because they had started yeah, working yeah Dark and Wild like that's I think that for honestly for me that's why Dark and Wild personally is one of my favorite BTS albums me too <laughs> it, yeah, it goes oh. back to the, the idea it's like BTS they started off with this hip hop concept and they're like oh we're gonna do hip hop and be hip hop but they again they're they're Korean boys from Korea right never set foot in America before so it took them you know going to America for American Hustle Life actually learning <laughs> culture oh my gosh no, so but, funny but it's so but you know American Hustle Life I feel like changed the way they understood hip hop and yes. changed yes. their way the, changed their understanding of cultural appropriation or whatever right because it part, was the right choice you know, so many K-pop groups need to go on that show yes oh yeah. like please stop it with the braids <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Boy. GD. yeah 
Jesse. So they. <laughs> yes. Oh, leave Jesse alone. Jesse's okay. American. I love Jesse. <laughs> but okay. like, yeah. I, but that that <laughs> no, aspect of, that. of of respecting, you know, the the people that originate the music, mm-hmm. and and putting them in the spotlight is is a big part of this project in general because we had, you know, with Connect BTS, you mm-hmm. know, spotlighting not only just music musical artists but also visual artists as well. So we definitely see BTS, you know, flexing the, their budget and not just <laughs> making it about them, but also making it about right. all these other artistic influences that are inspiring them through the process. Yeah, And it just shows how, like, secure they are as people mm. because mm-hmm. um, that they see art as... And, and I see this a lot in the, like, the influencer world. Like, we always worry that, like, oh, so-and-so has more numbers and you don't want to, like... If you collaborate, it's purely for, like... Yeah numbers but really there's there's not it's not just one pie right like the and it's they have a very expansive view of art and expansive view of how they interact with other artists and idols and yeah i think that's a a good way to go about life oh my god versus, yeah and in this album yeah. especially like look at the mm-hmm. territory that they covered with this album it goes to like all these distant corners of like different genres of, of pop quote unquote pop music mm-hmm. um, in yeah. different ways they show that artistry on screen um, the different dance styles that we see absolutely very inclusive mm-hmm. something that I've always wondered if another label had similar or comparable resources money uh, and, and funds <laughs> could, they, could they do something like BTS like is, is this mm. just something that Big Hit has just had the luxury of you know Riding off of the fame and momentum that they've already had, and they already have a full-blown team just to execute well, or is this something that no, this is distinctly BTS that they were able to devise and come up with? I think the big three have money, right? Like they're not oh yeah poor, <laughs> so mm-hmm. if they wanted to, they could. I, th- I think it's an attitude, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think they've some of them think that they do that, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. especially like you know JYP YG. I feel like they've they've kind of you know attempted that kind of thing but really big hit is the only one that's actually done it in a way that feels sincere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll mm-hmm. like f- finish this section by saying does anyone think that with this album and especially with the the choices to showcase more uh, I guess traditional western forms of, of art and performance and, and those people and those groups that they're trying to gun for a Grammy award this year <laughs> okay, by, like, check, checking off checking off all the boxes of like well you can't fault us for XYZ we did a dance video we did yeah. a you know a pr- like contemporary dance video I mean we did we worked with the marching band in the US we did everything uh-huh. to earn a Grammy Mm-hmm. I mean, they blatantly say they do say like their goals is to get on gra- to to perform at the Grammys as a solo act, and then to to get nominated and to win. Like they've like yeah, they really got shafted with the performance. Yeah. Well, I mean, but they weren't nominated, so I I get it. Like, I, and I say this as like hardcore army, right? <laughs> but like, you know, people get pressed that BTS was like shafted, but like it, it's not just BTS. It's especially 
people of color artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. You know, no, so that's like, true. so like, don't don't only get like invested in the Grammys because your opas are like getting shafted. <laughs> That's, oh no! Yeah, that's I, 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 I want them to. My, my 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 vote would be throw away the whole thing. Right? Just ignore it and ignore the Grammys. Do your thing. Make them come to you. Right. Don't try and. That's like, exactly what it is. Like, and I, I think we saw that. Like, in, in in all honesty, like in total frankness, just as the Oscars needed Parasite more than Parasite needed the Oscars. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we are seeing the same thing with like any music award show needing BTS more than BTS needs these award shows. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. BTS is already like number one global stage, no doubt. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. So I, it's a nice to have in my view for, you know, our boys, the bong tong to check that off their list. But, mm-hmm. um, Western award shows and critics need to like rise up to like, yo, this is 2020. Like this is the future of music. This is the future of pop. Are you getting on board? Or are you going to be left behind like a dinosaur? Because like that—that's the state of affairs right now. And I think we're we're getting we're now beginning to see a lot of those critics to like wake up and realize that. And we see that from the artists themselves. Like everyone's trying to collab with with our uh, boys of BTS. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's a long line, including <laughs> Sia. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so before before we end this section, let's talk about the Sia feature. Yeah. <laughs> Just what a criminally misuse, underusage of Sia. Like mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I get it. She's one person. There's seven people lined up. But like the whole time I was waiting for just like, oh, when's she singing? When's she yeah. I mean uh, what a waste. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I told you guys before. Yep. I was listening to the album on YouTube Music. And YouTube Music has this thing where sometimes once you're done with your playlist, it'll start playing YouTube videos. So I was listening to On, and then the Sia version came on. And honestly, it, like, it was so... The mixing was so bad. Yeah. I thought it was just like a YouTube cover yep. of somebody <laughs> doing the song. Ouch. I didn't think it was like a real thing. So I looked at my phone and was like, oh, this is the Sia feature. <laughs> Yeah, it it was it was really surprising just how sparse her part was, and also just how it didn't sonically really fit in with the rest of the mix, considering how much care they put into adding everything else. Yeah, ouch. Yeah, and if I were a Sia fan, I'd be pissed. Right, I'd be like, stop you! Mm -hmm. Like, why? Like, like, you know how like Arby got mad about like only. Jungkook and um, RM being a wasted on me, which is a fantastic song about one night stands. Um, but like, but if I were a Sia fan, I'd be like, stop using her. Like mm. you, you had her for like two seconds, and you you did it poorly. So I, I would if I mean it's just yeah, yeah. It makes it makes me wonder like maybe maybe there was more and something got changed or, yeah, or something like that because at least like following along with the themes like we have the gospel choir we have these marching band elements like right. having her voice maybe as like doing ad libs at the beginning or maybe singing along because I think I think the best example that we have of BTS collaborating so far collaborating with a female vocalist is the Halsey collab yeah. not necessarily yeah. saying that all of that song is great but how she is featured with the voices like because of her voice it she blends with them so well yeah i feel like we yeah. could have had that with the sia collab the sia collab and it, it's really kind of putting them a step down right from, yeah from what they've like, done with, with halsey it was more of a, like an offbeat compliment like you know it's like 
someone says one verse and another person says another verse. In this case, it was just all layering yeah. on top of each other. <laughs> it's like everyone's like, yeah. I see her voice is getting lost. Um, and, and as you mentioned, yeah. Michaela, like the mastering just sucked. Like who let this mm-hmm. pass? Like on either end, on, on yeah. both big hit ends, at big hits end, and and even Sia's uh, production team. Like how could they let that mm-hmm. happen? It make, it makes me wonder because yeah. it. Yeah, we, we talk about how they've had this big budget to do this this crazy production, but this honestly this isn't the only case of like the the actual product not being exactly what people thought. I, a lot of people were criticizing the the physical album specifically. Oh, it was bad. That yeah. that the quality of the of oh, the wow, album has actually said. gone down. It was bad. Yeah. I was, yeah. Can you like, speak on I, that? I actually I actually oh. don't have it. <laughs> Oh, okay. So I did an unboxing, and so <laughs> and, oh. and I was and I got my preferred version because I like I like version two with the swan stuff, uh, mm. and it, it's just like it's on um, the photo book is on like it's on paper that is slightly better than newsprint, but slightly what? yeah, and the way it's, it's folded together. It's full. Fo- I mean, okay, look, I get it. F- folding, I accept because you know you can pin it up travel. or whatever, but. Right, but yeah. like, come on, the paper is like almost—it's slightly better than newsprint, slightly thicker than magazine. But it was crap, and you can't even see mm. it. It's not—it's so matte, it, you can't even see what you're looking at. So I paid what forty dollars for this album for like hot pictures of hot dudes, and I can—I can't see uh. them. <laughs> I can't see them because my eyes are old. Travesty. <laughs> but then also because they had bad production, and it was just—I was pissed. I, I yeah. would have been more pissed if I were not on camera. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, for somebody who's not, who hasn't really, like, who's not really familiar with K-pop, like, when it comes to physical albums, the reason, like, K-pop, the quality has always been very good, especially with BTS albums, so for the fact that this is an example of of how things are changing as they they grow, Uh it it makes me worried for, for the progression of how... You know, things are going to go oh, in the future. And the free gift was bullshit too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> damn. Uh, which I didn't get because I believe in Amazon Prime. Um, but if you had ordered from like WePly or however you say it, like because the way they changed the rules about bundling, the free gift couldn't be a certain type of thing, or, or I forget. But like, it was basically this like emailed picture to you. And it wasn't even like personal. It was just so you're like, well, why did we pay all this extra for the free gift if it's you're just emailing me a picture? <laughs> or like, yeah, or like for Bon Voyage, if you bought like some special thing, we thought we were getting a special photo card, but it's it's it was crap. It was just all crap, and we were all pissed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, if I can provide one analogy, I was also disappointed in the autotune of On. Like, Oh. These guys are such capable singers. And then you put them in this like poorly produced package. <laughs> but so long as I know, underneath all that production, I can still hear the melodic uh, vocals of Jungkook. Without, yes, uh, without auto tune. Was Jungkook edited? Yeah, he was. Well, they were all auto tuned, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, it, like, yeah. absurdly so. In the bridge? Like, there's a dry wetness yeah. thing that you use on, like, audio plugins, and it was, like, almost no. up to 100%. Like, it was really, really? heavily saturated auto tune. And uh, when I. Oh. oh, by the way, like, pro tip you're trying to, like, convince your fans to get into BTS or even K pop. 
introduce them to the uh, carpool karaoke version. Yes. Like, oh my God. Yes. That is like the best introduction. Oh, Jungkook yeah, killed, he killed it. it. Oh my God. And that gave me hope. Like, that reeled in like at least five of my friends. Yeah. Yeah. See? Mm. After like two years of study. Yeah, BTS just show them that. Eventually. Just show them that video. They're hooked. But that's another example of where you can hear them perform it live, sing it without all that production filter, and you you realize, oh, there's real good stuff underneath. So that's what I'm looking forward to, and that makes me happy about this item. So with that being said, Mm -hmm. it is about that time. (laughs) Time to give our final scores. We covered the concept, visuals, choreo, audio, nip slips, (laughs) so much more. But (laughs) at the end of the day is BTS's on Daybok or not. Wow, I I think we all said it in time. Yeah, no editing needed. (laughs) Yeah, wow, good job, guys. (laughs) Okay, Peter. Pilo first. You know, I kind of hate right now (gasps) how everyone is just kind of like... You know, fangasming over BTS because they're BTS. And I mm-hmm. so wanted to say that this song was not because of all the reasons why we, we dislike mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, you know what? They can sing. This is a good song. <laughs> and if any other band were to do something half as good, I would say it's Daybok. So this song is yeah hell Tabak. Okay, okay, Stephanie, not, what about not you? Not a full-throated Tabak vote. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm in a, a similar boat to Pilo. Actually, it's far from being my favorite BTS track and BTS album. Like I was expecting a a step up or for them to just keep knocking it out of the park. I don't think they did. However, like out of all of K-pop, all of everything, it's still Daybok. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is BTS after all. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun. Right. It's funny because I this is my favorite title track of theirs. Uh, really? Yeah, because I actually like the majority of their B sides a lot more. Uh, mm. So I uh, like 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 I said before, like Outro Tears. Mm. The like, yeah, it's special. Queen over everything, right? Uh, so yeah, this is my favorite title track, and I, I, f- nice. I feel like it's a lot. Of, I like the lyrics a lot. I think uh, it's very inspiring. It's very hype. I really like the marching band aspects. Yeah. Um, I love the choreo. Um, we did, we didn't mention it, but like, I like the the studs on the their outfits during the dance break and the. And the because it, it's like similar, it's like like armor. I mean, I just feel like it's visually aesthetically pleasing. It's so catchy with the hey na na na, and uh, mm-hmm. and the nip slips just I think pushes it <laughs> over. <laughs> Something for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Like fake fake yeah. love had abs, but nipples are better. True. <laughs> so, so yeah, definitely Deva. Woo! Awesome, mm-hmm. Michaela. Okay, I'm gonna stand in my truth. This is a not for me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stand on my truth. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah, like I said, for me, I've been been listening to BTS from from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Uh, Musically, they have changed a lot. They've evolved a lot. Mm -hmm. But this this song is definitely a song where for performance. Like, it's, it's for 
arena shows. It's for the scale that they are at now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sonically for me, it's it's not something that I'm going to be hitting replay on a lot. Like if I'm wow. watching a video, yeah, I'll, I'll watch the video again. But the the song itself for me is not is not Daybok. Yeah. Yeah, I I was so close to being that to Michaela, and then I just mm-hmm. dived into it for all these reasons. I'm like, you know what? I I can't because if I just compare it to anyone else or in any other dimension, that actually is in fact Daybok. But it's just it's hard because like my my bar for BTS is so high right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that that <laughs> it just seems unfair to penalize them. That for makes that. sense. But, I mean, why can't they just why can't they just take a step from like other K-pop group stylings and just just go shirtless and then I feel like we would all just be happier. <laughs> Come on. I, I need to train under B-Ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we're going to have to wait till they all come back from the military because everybody gets sexier uh, in the military. That's true. They all get swole. That's right. Like, that's free, right. free the nam titties. Free them. <laughs> Join, um, what's this, BM, Big Matthews, Big Titty oh, Committee. Yes. <laughs> I love Big Matthew because he's just so big and so dumb and so mm-hmm. blonde. <laughs> so dumb. I'm sure he's not dumb, but he, he you know, he plays up that. Like, yeah, yeah. And he's just <laughs> divine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, my my wife just tells me like, Peter, all I ask is just for Dunkook abs. Like, what? Why is that so hard? Like, <laughs> yeah, simple. Yeah, that, that's what I deal with. That's what I. Th- those are the expectations I have to live up to. So thanks a lot, Jungkook. Wow. You know what? If you benefit from spillover benefits like my husband does, you should oh. just be happy about it. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think we're, we're quite there yet. But <laughs> boom. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Was there anything else that we wanted to say about BTS? I mean, this was a signature year for them. I mean, this is the last chance that we'll mm-hmm. see them again before they go off to army. It's true. To the military. The army. Yeah, the real fans. army. Military service. <laughs> like seven years. Like, is, is there anything that we want to say about their story arc, their growth over these seven years. I'm just grateful. Like, I'm mm-hmm. grateful that uh, I live in a time where my children can see Asian men Aww. being, like, celebrated and hot. Mm. Um, not that, I mean, I, I think Asian men were attractive prior to BTS, are attractive during the time of BTS, and will continue to be attractive <laughs> after BTS. But, Maybe. But, uh, no, I mean, you know... There's a lot of people. There has to be some people who are attractive. Um, but like, but just, yeah, I, I'm just really grateful. Like, I wish I had them when I was a kid. Yeah, you know, as a role um, model. Aww. Yeah. So, and then just the fact that we can see their journey from just very, like, scared, ambitious, nervous kids and then see them go through, like, angst and, like, struggling with their identity. And then now they're at a point where they're uh, resolved uh, and that they they're a, a lot of fan like a lot of people felt very sad about this album because it felt like a goodbye but I see it mm. more I see it more like as a con- like a like a closing of an arc right like mm. they've they've evolved they've finished this this uh, journey right and that we don't know what the new journeys are but this current adventure like of like struggling with your identity is is mostly resolved right because obviously that's a continuing thing right and as someone mm. who like has struggled with my identity for a lot um especially when i became a mom and it just felt like oh Mm. then i was just like what the hell was i I was just i guess a mom um and then they actually inspired me to pursue the things that i'd always wanted so i feel like um i'm just very grateful 
that we got to witness their growth and that it's an example both to myself and then to my kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just mostly grateful that I live in the time of BTS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It, yeah, so it sounds like super mushy, but it's true. Oh yeah, and and hopefully there will be many BTSs in the future. Oh, I yeah, mean, we for talk, sure. We talk a lot about BTS paving the way, but so far it's just been them. So hopefully we can actually make good on that and actually see other Asian American faces, you know, yeah, in the media as big as them, or maybe even bigger in the future. Yeah, definitely. yeah, make Asian men sexy again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Masa. <laughs> yeah, Carson. Carson needs to, to have an alive. idol career. It is. It is. Carson, it's up to you. Yeah, he's gonna be short. He's short, three quarters. <laughs> That's Chinese. okay. Hey, Taeyong. How, how old is Taeyong? Like he's he's like yeah, five see? foot two. He's Six. five three, five two. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, that wraps it up for uh, this episode of the K-Pop Cast. You can always chat with us on Twitter mm. at the K-Pop Cast. Or shoot us an email with constructive feedback, episode ideas, whatever you want. Shirtless photos. <laughs> I'm I'm on a roll. Um, not of yourself, of K-Pop oh, idols. Thank you. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I thought you were soliciting listeners. <laughs> shoot us whatever you want at kpopcastshow at gmail.com. Uh, oh, you can also... Um, get in touch with us on slack it's an instant messaging platform so um if you scroll down to the episode description we'll have a hyperlink or url there so you can just click on that you can join and chat with us chat with other listeners um you can share photos of uh abs of uh, your favorite k-pop idols and um that is perfectly acceptable in our Slack space. Say <laughs> light, lightly moderated. Yeah, or, or Soyeon and uh, Choa, sexy girl, K-pop girl images are cool too. I won't complain All if right. that happens. Everyone, let our listeners know where they can find you online. How about starting with Virginia? Where can we find you? Oh, okay. So uh, my site's called mandarinmama.com. You can follow me on Twitter at the mama. And I'm also on YouTube. My channel is Mandarin Mama. And Instagram is also the Mandarin Mama. So, yeah. Go check it out, awesome. guys. DJ Peter Lowe. I'm at Michaela J. K. Pop. And I'm at S. Parker 2 on Twitter. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, <laughs> and, and share, share online. online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Co-host one, who I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was my bad guy. Oh, no <laughs> Sorry. No, no worries. Yeah. So Stephanie, what what happened with um all the YouTube views? The YouTube? Yeah. Can you Ooh. can you uh, speak on that for let us? Me, uh, <laughs> let, let, let me look up my approved company canned response comms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I, look, this happens i'm putting on like my obama voice (laughs) (laughs) this (laughs) vanishing views view adjustments Mm -hmm. all of that are a result of standard precautions that youtube is required to take against the insanely large spam abuse problem uh, that attacks all kinds of viral uploads all, all kinds of big uploads big videos are impacted by mm-hmm. spam bot behavior and so 
Um, we're we have teams staffed on it 24/7 trying to um, like adjust the view count to its proper number. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've seen it from the inside, and I'll just say that the spam problem is real. Oh, it's yeah. massive. We have nothing against Army or BTS. Like you can count on that. I, I can get behind that. I'll believe that. Yeah. <laughs> PR pro in the room. I'll I'll, I'll give that my stamp. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Man, Virginia, four kids. Like, how do you do it? Uh, well, you have sex and then <laughs> get pregnant. Whoa, okay. <laughs> how did it happen? <laughs> like, well, the birds and the bees. So, I mean, we must take a moment to appreciate the first impression video. The the first impression of the video. I'm talking about the thumbnail image, (laughs) which features none other than my one and only bias, V, staring (laughs) sultrily into the viewer's eyes Mm -hmm. (laughs) with dark curly hair. He is communicating a lot. Yeah, I only have inappropriate things to say about that thumbnail, so... Please, (laughs) carry on. I mean, you know, that's the look if you're on top, right? So, you know, (gasps) I'm just saying. Where we all want to be? Just throwing it out there. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Wow. You're welcome. You're welcome. A little outdoor, outdoor roughing it up action. You know? Okay. You s- consensually. Always consensual. Always oh, en- totally. Always enthusiastically consensual. <laughs> I, I'm learning so much about, like, female thirst in this <laughs> discussion. I mean, it's the Nuna, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. It's the Nuna <laughs> army party. <laughs> So. Okay, we haven't even talked about the I know, video. Right? <laughs> Moving oh, on from the right. thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I digress. Um. <laughs> the first scene we see is Jin. Oh, so pretty. Thank you. <laughs> so pretty. And then what happened? Doing what? <laughs> Looking like what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> 